CJ McCollum might be the best player in the NBA to never make an all-star game. But with the way he's played this season, along with keeping the Pelicans a top team in the Western Conference, it's time for that to change. I'll explain why CJ should be an all-star this year, who his competition is, and how he could make the game in Utah. It's the Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, Pelicans do play tonight, tough game against the Boston Celtics, but we're going to look at CJ McCollum. And how he can make the all-star game because, frankly, he is playing like an all-star right now. We're going to go inside the numbers. What's he doing? Where does that rank in the NBA? I then want to get into a little bit about the narrative and how he's played and carried this team at times without Zion and Brandon Ingram on the court. And then in the third segment, we'll look at the competition and how he can actually make the game and be named for the first time an all-star. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Looking at CJ today, we'll look at trade targets later in the week and next week, break down all of the games, the recaps, talk about what the Pelicans are doing on the court. No one else coming to you like this five days a week, completely free. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment down below on YouTube if you want to support the channel. So let's get into it with CJ McCollum because he has been good. And the reason this is a conversation is because the NBA released the first fan returns, fan voting for the All-Star starters. And CJ McCollum was not mentioned anywhere in the guards. The guards are Curry, Doncic, Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Clay Thompson, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Austin Reeves, who, and Jordan Poole. Those names seem a little bit weird. Keep in mind it's fan voting, and that's why in the third segment we'll talk about how he can actually get into the All-Star game because it's not going to be through the fan voting. On the season, C.J. McCollum's numbers are very, very good. In 36 games this year, of the Pelicans' big three, that's the most, by the way, played, he's averaging 20.8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 5.8 assists, shooting 40.2% from three, 81% from the free throw line. He's kind of just doing it all for New Orleans. They need him to be a scorer. He can be a scorer. They need him to go out and assist and set up other players. He's done that as well at the expense of his scoring. And when you look at all of these numbers, they're more or less, some of them are kind of career highs. The assist numbers at 5.8 is the exact number that he had last season in New Orleans after the trade from Portland. That's a career high number for him. 20.8 points per game is right in line with some of his career numbers as well. He averaged 19 points per game in his nine seasons in Portland. He's at 20.8 right now. Last year for New Orleans, he averaged 24.3, but that was also not having Zion Williamson out there on the court. Overall, 
The numbers are comparable or better than last season. 40% from three is right in line with his career average of 39.7%. You're more or less there. He's doing it all. But when you start to really dive into the numbers, they impress you even more. If you look at him over his past 16 games, since CJ has kind of woken up, started to feel better It's been really impressive, and this kind of goes back basically to the beginning of the month of December. Don't forget that for the first part of the year when he was struggling, shooting very inefficiently, he had COVID, he had a non-COVID illness, he's also got a newborn too. There's reasons that maybe he didn't have his legs under him, and you could see that he was a little bit winded out there on the court, just not feeling his best. And now that he is, now that he's kind of gotten healthy, turned that corner, the numbers are, frankly, incredible. Since December 9th, 16 games when CJ has started to get much better, he is averaging 25.7 points per game. He is taking eight and a half threes per game and shooting it at 47.1% from deep. He's making four threes per game, four made threes per game, shooting 81% from the line averaging 4.8, so five rebounds per game, and 5.8 assists along with a steal, 0.7 blocks, and turning the ball over just 3.3 times, and not really fouling. Straight up, those are incredible numbers. When you look at those numbers over that period of time, that is the 22nd best in terms of points per game. If you look at it in three-pointers made, that's seventh best. These numbers are excellent. When you look at it in terms of um, assists per game, 29th. Overall on the season, he's 36 in point per game, 22nd in assists per game, and 35th in three-point percentage. And those numbers are all better right now when he's kind of been healthy and good. Those numbers alone are enough to get him into the all-star game. That's a higher point per game number than guys like Ja Morant, who's going to be in the comp- in competition with him. That's a higher point per game, just barely, than Clay Thompson, than De'Aaron Fox, than Paul George. Some of the people that are going to be in the running for the Western Conference when it comes to all of that. That shooting percentage is significantly better than some of these other players that he's going to be with. And we'll look at those more in the third segment of today's show. But when you look at what he's done recently in terms of just the raw stats, which is the first thing anyone looks at when it comes to the All-Star game, yes, CJ passes that test. Is it as good as the whole of the season? No. But when you start to factor other things in, you're going to see he gets elevated up. Yeah, it might be 30, what I say, 36th in points per game over the season, 22nd now in points per game over the season since these past 16 games. But when you factor in other things, the narrative, where this team is, what he's doing in his record without Zion or BI on the court, which is incredible, and I'll tell you what it is in the next segment, these are the type of things that should elevate him to being able to get, (laughs) as I still keep coughing, getting over being sick, um, into the All-Star game. So let's look at those coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
You want to take CJ McCollum over 24 and a half points per game? You can do that. You want to take CJ McCollum over three and a half made threes? I just told you the number. You can do that over at Prize Picks. It's super easy. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And the best part is you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. So Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch, NBA, NFL playoffs, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Plus, they offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this really fun third in the West Pelicans team. If you're a new listener that's just started following the team this season, thank you for making me and Locked On Pelicans part of your day. Please subscribe, tell a friend about the show, comment down below. And look, if you've been with me for a long time, I'm going to cough again. (coughs) Please, Thank you. Just thank you. You've been here. You've been through the muck. Enjoy this a little bit. It's a fun season. And we get to talk about the Pelicans' third best player potentially being in the All-Star game. That's how special this year is. So thank you for making the show part of your day. So today we're looking at CJ McCollum and how he's never made an All-Star game before, but this year really should. I just went into some of the numbers. This is a guy that's doing just some incredible things. And those are the base numbers that everyone's looking at. The three-point shooting, the points per game, the assists. You look at those and you're happy with those. They're impressive. Over the season, not as impressive as the last 15, 16 games. The last 15, 16 games are really, really good and one of the best in the NBA. So how do you kind of counterbalance the start of the season and that other stuff there to maybe elevate CJ a little bit more if you're kind of looking of how do we how do we lift him up here? Well, let's start with him carrying the team at times without Zion and Brandon Ingram. We just saw them get a big win over the Washington Wizards. They just got that win over the Houston Rockets as well. And at times, CJ has exploded to go out and score and carry this team to a victory when you weren't expecting them to. On the season right now, for the third best team in the Western Conference, CJ is 7-1 without Zion and Brandon Ingram on the court. When it's just CJ and not those other guys. 7-1. When you look at the impressive year that the Pelicans are having, when you look at the success that they're having, yes, you're going to attribute a lot of that to Zion, to Brandon Ingram too when he plays. But when you start to look kind of below the hood of all the numbers and then the engine that's making this Pelicans team go, yeah, it's CJ too. To do that without your two best players on the court and have that incredible record, you're going to be really happy with that. You take that every single time. And that's a testament to what CJ is doing. And that makes the numbers we just talked about even more impressive. Seven and one without Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson out there on the court according to what I've seen here lineups with C.J. McCollum on the court and without Zion or Brandon Ingram have succeeded overall. And this includes games when they are playing, but it's just C.J. out there without either one, uh, without both, sorry, of those guys. Overall, they have a net rating of, two, of positive 2.5. 
So CJ is winning minutes when he's on the court without Zion and Brandon Ingram. They are winning those minutes, which means the Pelicans are winning those games. The most used lineup that he's played in without Zion and B.I. has a net rating of 6.2. He's winning his minutes. When he's on the court, the Pelicans are doing significantly better than when he's not. And he's doing it without the other two guys. This is a little bit of a reverse of what you saw in that Miami Heat Big Three era of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Dwayne Wade often had the worst net rating out of those three guys. And a lot of people would point to Dwayne Wade and be like, oh, he's holding the team back. He's not as good as LeBron. He's not as good as Bosh. He was the only guy that was playing significant minutes on that Miami Heat team without one of the other two uh, guys in the big three out there. So a lot of time just weighed by himself and four other dudes, not named LeBron or Bosh. And he wasn't winning those minutes. They weren't that good, but you needed him out there to kind of just anchor those lineups a little bit. This is the reverse, right? You're getting a lot of that still, and CJ's doing well. That tells you something, that when you have a a top-heavy three-player guys like this, and one of them does well without the other two, that's a testament to him winning and his level of play, setting the teammates up for success, individual success, and uh, from what you're seeing as well. Those numbers, that positive 2.5 net rating overall without Zion or BI on the court, is really impressive. I don't know if all-star voters are going to dive that deep into that unless they're listening to the show, and some of them do. But when you're winning your minutes without those other two, it says a lot. And the Pelicans needed this. They're 25 and 16. Brandon Ingram has missed 21, 22, 23 straight games for New Orleans so far which means there's more of an emphasis and you know onus on CJ. There's more pressure on him to go out and perform and deliver. And he is. And Brandon Ingram's only played 15 games this year. That says a lot about him and what he's able to do and how it translates to winning basketball games. Seven and one with CJ in the starting lineup and those other two not. It tells you kind of all you need to know. Winning is part of making an all-star game. The number one seed in each conference is going to put a couple of people, probably two, on those all-star teams for good reason. You want all-stars to be guys that aren't just getting pure numbers on a bad team, but contribute to winning. When you look at the numbers beyond just the counting stats that you see in a box score, CJ is checking off those boxes probably better than almost anyone else out there right now, other than maybe Luka Doncic, because the rest of that team on Mavs is not particularly great. So you have... Good enough shoot, scoring in points per game numbers, assist numbers, three-point shooting, all of that, and the team's winning, and he's doing it by himself at times, not being carried and elevated by Zion, MBI. That should be enough to get you in, but it might not. The West is tough, and there's only so many spots. So coming up next, let's look at how CJ McCollum can get into the all-star game and what his chances are and how he stacks up next to some of the competition because frankly it looks pretty good so let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans before we do that though today's episode of locked on pelicans is brought to you by betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis so get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there whether it's the nba the nfl playoffs you want nba futures you can bet if cj mccullum becomes an all-star 
and you can do it over at betonline.net. So it's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free. No one else coming to you like this, talking about the biggest topics and stories around this Pelicans team. CJ, Zion, Brady Ingram, trade targets, getting an interview with Larry Nance Jr. on the show too. Completely free Monday through Friday. Support the channel. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and comment down below on YouTube as well. And today we are talking about CJ McCollum. Oh, for your second listen, Lockdown Saints. Ross Jackson's the freaking man. I love that dude. Breaking down everything black and gold now that the season is officially over. I want to go through this season again. It wasn't terrible in terms of record, but it was not fun. What are they going to do to make some changes, make some fixes? He's covering everything black and gold over at Locked On Saints. So CJ McCollum, we've explained, has the numbers <coughs> to be in the all-star game has the kind of narrative around him to be in the All-Star game, too. I think the fact that he's never made one and is carrying this Pelicans team that's depleted with injuries, look at what he's doing, is maybe enough to also really bump him up in there, too. But that's not always how it goes. There's still only so many spots. And I mentioned the early fan voting returns don't have CJ in there at all. And don't read too much into fan voting, to be perfectly honest. This is something that biggest-name players... Biggest market teams have a built-in advantage on. Zion's one of those players, so he gets votes, but notice no one else from New Orleans is on there. And outside of a couple of superstar players and small market teams, it's all big market teams. There's no reason Austin Reeves should be ninth in terms of guard voting in the Western Conference. Zero. No reason for that whatsoever. Russell Westbrook shouldn't be sixth. So NBA fan voting counts towards starters, and that's it. And it's 50% of the starters. The next 50% is 25% is media and 25% are the players. After that, you need to pick reserves. And this is where CJ McCollum maybe has a shot. You get two guards, three front court players, and then two players of any position for the next what, seven spots after that. So that means for CJ McCollum, before you get into injury replacements and things like that, there's four more spots that he has a chance to become an all-star for if he's not going to win one of the starting spots. And there's two guard spots, right? Luka Doncic is certainly going to get one. And then one of, I would assume, John Morant or Shea Gilgis-Alexander is likely going to get the other, or maybe Steph Curry. But Steph Curry's missed so many games that I think that really might limit him in terms of some of the voting. So let's say that CJ's not going to become a starter. I think that's safe to say it's not necessarily wrong. If the coaches look at some of the numbers we just talked about and look at kind of the narrative around him, and the Pelicans are probably doing some kind of campaigning behind the scenes, I think he has a chance. So let's say Luca's safe, and let's say uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is safe. Let's compare CJ's numbers to some of these other guys to really kind of see where the competition is. I pick Shea because in terms of points per game, particularly over the past 16 games, he has more. 30.7 compared to CJ's 25.7. So he's got five more per game. Here's the thing with that, though. CJ's shooting better, got more assists, same amount of rebounds. Those are pretty good numbers to really kind of compare him to. But let's look at him compared to Clay Thompson. 
CJ McCollum, basically say, same amount of points per game during this stretch. But CJ is shooting 10% better from three, 10% better from three, is averaging three and a half assists more than Clay Thompson is, and averaging the same amount of rebounds. Look at Ja Morant, say he's not a starter. He's averaging fewer points per game than CJ McCollum over the past 16 right now. His three-point percentage is in the dumps at 21.1%. CJ's is 47.1%. That's a 26% jump right there. Jaws averaging more assists. Same amount of rebounds, though. Team records are both kind of comparable. CJ's 9-7. and seven. Morant is 8-4, and four, so a winning record there. You could look at a guy like Damian Lillard, who's likely to be in on the Western Conference All-Star team, too. Averaging about two points per game more, but he's not shooting nearly as well as CJ from three, 36.2%. Again, 47.1%. But his rebounding and his assist numbers are really good. He's going to basically be a lock, I think. So when you look at this and kind of keep him in there, if you have Luca as a starter, Shea as a starter, and you have two more guaranteed spots for a guard, I think Lillard definitely gets one of them. And I think Ja definitely gets one of them, too. Just because they're bigger names, bigger roles, and their overall seasons are slightly better than CJ's. But when you start to come down to it, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, one of those maybe makes it. But it really does leave an opening for CJ to get one of those kind of like at-large spots, right? The to-any-position spots. There's a very good chance that he can get there. His numbers are comparable or if not better than some of those guys right now. And it's going to depend on the coaches and if they want to go one guard, one big, or two guards. It's really going to kind of come down to one of those spots. I'm not saying he's going to make it. I think he is definitely worthy and deserving of making it. And I think it's going to be really close whether he does or not. If you want to help him, you can go vote in terms of the fan voting. Certainly that maybe factors in a little bit to the coaches who are going to vote for these guys and pick these guys. But CJ has a shot. It's going to be close. He may just barely miss out. Zion still might get in too, despite the injury with how well he's played. And there's always injury replacements if certain guys aren't able to go, aren't healthy. We're going to see. CJ's got a couple more games without Zion, without BI to really maybe make an impression. You get a win tonight. He scores 30 plus points in a big win on the road over the Boston Celtics. Might open some eyes. And CJ's done it 7-1 with just him out there on the court. I don't know if that number's going to stay that good. We'll see. But he's played exceptionally well this year, and he's definitely worthy of being an all-star. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.